Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network. Broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers including CNN Broadcast Network. Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to check out what's on at the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is uh, Dr. Joel Graves, and we're going to be talking to um, Dr. Graves about everything from aliens, God, and the Bible. His website is www.aliensgodbible.com. And uh, Dr. Graves, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Tell us a bit about yourself, sir. Boy, that's a big story. I better get it into a small bite. I was uh, grew up in California on a small ranch mm-hmm. and uh, went into the Army when I was went into the Air Force, actually and then uh, went into the army. That's a long story. And when I got out, I went to seminary and became a hospice chaplain and then an uh, Anglican priest. And retired uh, five years ago. And, and where did the interest in aliens come in? You know, I was a late reader. I didn't learn how to read till I was in the third grade, and my mm-hmm. dad got me a book right. about starship troopers, uh, you know, for kids that are eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely devoured that book. And then I couldn't get my hands off anything having to do with science fiction. Yeah, aliens uh, just kind of came along from that. Now, I understand you've written a couple of books. Tell us about them. Well, I wrote uh, Gathering Over Jerusalem. I think that was published in 2003. And it was a book about the end times. And the premise of that book was that I believe Jesus will be coming back in the second coming around the year 2037. I mention that also mm-hmm. in this book because, you know, I talk about a lot of different things. 
and it's like, oh, that's nice, and that's nice. But when you say the year 2037, that's not that far off. And the Bible gives us some dates. I don't, I don't know the day or the hour. The Bible says nobody can actually know that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't help anyhow. But if you think that all of these things are culminating in this huge event 20 years from now, then it, all of a sudden it, it's more interesting and uh, compelling. Um, are we in the end days that that are depicted in the book of Revelation? Absolutely. And, you know, the fact that the war, the the world is in so much turmoil right now is a Mm -hmm. good example of that. Jesus told his followers, he said, uh, he gave them some clues about when they asked him a point blank question. When are you coming back? Right. And he said, when the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled, the generation that sees that will not pass away. And he said, Jerusalem would finally be in Jewish hands. Now, you know what? People have been talking about Jesus coming back for a long time, but Jerusalem was not in Jewish hands until the Six-Day War. And, you know, the length of a generation in the Bible is 70 years. Mm -hmm. And so if you add 70 to 1967, you come up with 2037. He said, the generation that saw that happen, Jerusalem and Jewish hands, the Jews will never give up Jerusalem. The Palestinians are wasting their time. They know that. It's, uh, it's very powerful. It's, it's uh, the main prophecy of the end times that tells us we are the generation that's going to see this. Could it just be coincidence? Well, who had Jerusalem when Jesus was here? I don't know. The Romans. Remember Pontius Pilate? Mm-hmm. The Jews have not had Jerusalem for 2,000 years. It only just happened. And the prophet Ezekiel talked about them becoming a nation again. And uh, in his talk about the end times. And all these things are culminating uh coming to a head uh, like never before in history. Interesting topic, and uh, you and I have to take our break. We'll be right back. Exonation, our guest this hour is Dr. Joel Graves. His website is www.aliensgodbible.com. And uh, we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and to, to get a listing of all our our programming and the other great shows that we have here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Explanation, uh, Dr. Joel Graves is our special guest this hour, www.aliensgodbible.com. Tell us about the starship. You start off the book by describing a great starship found in the book of Revelation. Tell us about that. You know, this is one of those things that excites me. You know, when you write a book like Aliens, God, and the Bible, you say it's, it sounds science fiction-like. And you know what? There are places in the Bible like Daniel, Ezekiel, and Revelation where that's exactly what it is. John says this thing coming down out of heaven is cube-shaped. You know, and it was written 2,000 years ago, so this whole idea of the Borg ship being a cube is not new. It's in the Bible. The Borg ship was two miles on a side, two miles tall, two miles wide. The New Jerusalem is the name of this ship coming into orbit is 1,380 miles on one side in a cube shape. Now, to give you a perspective, that's the distance from Augusta, Maine to Miami, Florida. I'm in Seattle, so it's the distance from Seattle down to the tip of Baja, California, or New York to Denver. This thing is a monster. If it if it was parked on the United States, it would cover most of the country. Another thing I think that's absolutely amazing about it is that John said it's the color of jasper, which is a pink, but it's clear. The only thing that could be is pink diamond. And as I was doing research for this book, I came across nano threads, the strongest, hardest thing ever made in the whole world is pink diamond nanothreads. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're absolutely amazing. They can be manipulated. You could uh, uh, make things with them. You could, you could uh, give them an electrical charge and open up a port or a hallway or a conduit or a hatch. It would, the skin of the ship, if it's pink diamond nanothreads, would be self-healing. If a meteorite hit it, it would be able to uh, put itself back together so it looked like new all the time. 
And the angel told John, the Apostle John, he said, the walls of this city are only 208 feet thick. And if you have pink diamond nanothreads, even though this ship is almost the size of our moon, mm -hmm. it only has walls 200 feet thick, 208. Isn't that crazy? Well, yes and no, because the... the the, the skin of the Apollo spacecraft that went to the moon, you know, was less than an inch thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they used titanium. And uh, so, so tell me, the, the, the starship in your book, is it science fiction? Is it a novel? Or is it fact? Well, John says, John says, this is what I saw. Mm-hmm. It's coming into orbit around Earth, and he describes it for us. He says it's coming at, a, at the uh, end of a great war, and uh, although the ship might have many different uses, mm -hmm. which I talk about, could be a battle cruiser, could be an ark, could be a cruise ship, when it first gets here, it's a lifeboat. Because I told you, Jesus comes back in 2037, or right around there, right in that neighborhood. And there's a little, few mitigating circumstances that might push that out a year or two. Mm -hmm. But then begins the thousand-year reign. And at the end of the thousand-year reign, there's a great war, and the earth is destroyed. And then the starship arrives. And it seems to me that whatever else whatever other purpose it might have in God's plan for the universe, when it first gets here, it's a lifeboat. And the remnant of people who are left on the earth, they're gonna go up into that thing. And the Bible tells us that God will remake the earth and the atmosphere around the earth uh, right after that ship arrives. So I think it's a real deal, it's, it's a... But this is based on your belief of the Bible and your belief as a Christian. But what about the other, the other religious philosophies that are out there who don't share your same religious values and your same, the same way that you look at these religious philosophies as you do? Okay, well, first off, I'm just describing what John described himself. John said, this is what I saw. Did he see he said, it? Did he see it or was it a dream? Well, he had a vision. And so, and he says he had an escort, this angel mm -hmm. escorted him through this process and helped him describe things. He, he coached him in some areas. And he said, this is what I saw mm -hmm. and this is what it did. And whether you're a Jew or a Muslim or a Christian, you can read it the same way I read it. You know, he says that it's, it's, it's the color of Jasper, but it's clear. That has to be a diamond. Uh, it well, has 12 it, levels. It, it, it Each level is 115 be, miles high. It could be something else besides a, a pink diamond because it could be something that isn't found on this planet. Oh, that's true. You know, there, there are so many variables in this entire scenario. It's just like <clears throat> we know for a fact that the Bible has been re-edited and re-edited and re-edited. Parts were taken out. Parts were stayed in the Council of Nicaea and, and the rest of the, of the history of the Bible. Bible is a great book. Don't take me wrong. But it was written by people who did not have the 
present day smarts that we have now. And no, many sco- wait a second, sir. Wait a second. Many scholars that I've had on the show, biblical scholars, agree on one thing: that if the events of the Bible happened today, the Bible would not be written in the same terms as it as it is now. What we have in the Bible is a continuity of thought and purpose. Uh, the Apostle Peter wrote in his second letter that the, the way we have the Bible is that the Holy Spirit moved people to write down the things that God wanted to appear in that book. And that it wasn't just the will of man or the imagination of people or, you know, uh, something that was culturally relevant mm-hmm. one time and not at another time. There's a a continuity of thought and purpose that runs through the whole thing, although it's had many authors, although it's been edited. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the different councils weighed in on it. And, uh, you know, if you're going to... I, I talk about this also. There's a point in time where you have to say, I'm going to believe this, okay? Or or you're not. And and, or or take it on faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you don't believe any of it. My, what like, my, just, my question is, if this was so important to God, why didn't he write it himself? Same reason he doesn't appear at the mall. Well, what's same that? Reason he does, same reason he doesn't appear at the mall. Why? He could be 5,000 feet tall and, and appear there or 500 feet tall and say, I'm God, worship mm-hmm. me. And uh, Well, he's done that throughout history. If you didn't worship him, he killed you. Well, that's not true. It's, whoa, whoa, wait a sec, wait a sec. It's not true? No, What, Rob, what, about, what not... about Sodom and Gomorrah? What about the Egyptians? Now, if God is the creator of all, and we're all his children, man, I'm glad I'm, I'm not like God, because I would never think of harming my child or anybody else's child. And yet God, because you didn't revere him, because you didn't do things his way, he killed you. Am I right or wrong? Well, you're wrong. Well, tell me how I'm wrong then, sir. I will. Okay, so I was talking about why God doesn't appear at the mall. Mm -hmm. From the very beginning, there have been rules about how God reveals himself and how God uh, interacts with this world and with people in particular. And so the uh, we can't completely understand what God's doing all the time in order to get the outcome and go in the direction that we need to go. Uh, God wanted Abra- uh, wanted the Pharaoh mm-hmm. to let the children of Israel go. And he kept refusing and he, he started to agree, then he didn't agree. Mm-hmm. And the plagues came down on him and all kinds of horrible things happened. The sure. result was they left. and So it was blackmail. He was bullied into letting the people go. Well, there was a purpose for it, and the purpose was so that God would show himself his glory to the Israelite people through mm-hmm. those events in Egypt. And they still still celebrate that at Passover. Yeah, I, I understand that. But still, why was God so favorable to the Israelites and not to the rest of humanity? Doesn't no, sound like a fair deal to me. Doesn't sound like a father image that I would ever want to take. And as a former police officer... I look at that and say, God should have been put in jail for child abuse. 
homicide. But well, we can't say that because it's God. Oh, that's a bunch of crap. You well, can't. You can't well, write I, rules. I hear what you're saying. I yeah. hear what you're saying. The uh, the story. It's like okay. Let's. I talk about this story in my book. Mm -hmm. the, the the story of uh, Abraham sacrificing Isaac. Yep. Okay. That was a something practiced by the pagans in that time period. It wasn't you know, that was looked down upon by people. Mm -hmm. A child sacrifice has happened all over the world at different right. times, different places. And God tells Abraham to sacrifice his son. Mm -hmm. And Abraham knew that Isaac was the promised child. God told him this, from your child will come this great nation of Israel. And uh, he obeyed God and went up there to slay his son. And God stops him on Mount Moriah. And we only learn later that... Mount Moriah was Mount Calvary, okay? It was Golgotha, and that it was a type and shadow of God's son, Jesus, mm -hmm. being sacrificed for the sins of the whole world. And, uh, you know, on its own merit, that story is horrific. And you'd say, well, you know, God's crazy. This, is, this doesn't make any sense. But in the long-term scheme of things, you see that... Uh, Abraham had said God himself will provide a sacrifice, and God did that 2,000 years later. So what I'm saying is that in the moment, mm -hmm. something might not make sense. In the moment, something, we'll question it and say, you know, I'm an evolved, modern human being and intelligent, and uh, what's going on with this? Why is there disparity? Why is the God in the Old Testament, destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And then we get to Jesus and he says, God is love. And, and uh, you know, wh where, where do those two come together? And anyway, they come together we've got, in we've Jesus. Got to take, we've got to take a news break. When I come back, I want to get away from the God aspect. And I want to talk about aliens. I don't want to talk about the Bible. I don't want to talk about the book of Revelation. I don't want to talk about Jesus. I don't want to talk about... You know who, what, when, where, why of the Bible because okay. it's it's a it's a matter of belief whether you want to believe it or not. Okay. And I don't want my listeners to think that I'm saying, all right, this is how you should believe. This is how you shouldn't believe. They have, according to the Bible, free will. So let let them have their free will. Exonation will be back on the other side of this break with the news as we continue right here on the Exon Radio Show, heard around the world on iHeart Radio, Talkstar Radio Network. Mutual Broadcast Network, and a whole bunch of satellite-providing companies. And we'll be back, so whatever you do, don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Dr. Joel Graves is our guest. His website is www.aliensgodbible.com. So am I to understand from the from the the um, title of your book that you believe that aliens are real and they have been on this planet and they are on this planet and we are descendants of the aliens? That's right. The uh, In my book, I make the... Uh, I present the option that Adam and Eve were in the garden a long, long time. Uh, there's evidence of that in the scriptures. That uh, And I present evidence in the rocks. You know, we've got multiple examples of uh, humans being present millions of years ago. Mm -hmm. They've uh, cracked open the shale and... Uh, and they found human footprints alongside dinosaur footprints. And the shale has been dated at 400 million years old. But if, I, if my memory serves me correct, reading that same research, they also say it could have been, it was a hominid, something that walked upright. I don't think the word human was used. I, I've, uh, I've got pictures. It, it's a human footprint. It looks just like my footprint today. It doesn't look like... Uh, a footprint of a of an ape. It doesn't look like the footprint of an ape at all. It has a, a toe like ours and four little toes right alongside mm -hmm. it. One of them is a is a footprint of a child, and the the toes are spreading like you get when a child is barefoot since birth. You know when they run around barefoot all the time. And one of them, the one of these, uh, they found the person was wearing a sandal, and stepped on a trilobite. Okay, so it's not some ape ancestor hominid. This is a person wearing sandals 400 million years ago. And there's many examples. And there are controversial examples, but there's many examples of mm -hmm. uh, things being found in coal deposits, like bells and pots uh, that have uh, somehow fallen into the, you know, the plant matter that turns into coal. The, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, and all of those are dated at 300 million years and beyond. And it goes on and on and on. There's, if you Google uh, strange things found in uh, coal, there's a whole mm -hmm. plethora of... Oh, hey, listen, listen. My opinion of the Internet, it's the largest septic tank that has ever been created <laughs> because there's more crap in it than there is anything that is credible. Okay, so my point is that Adam and Eve were in the garden a long, 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 long time. And uh, they had kids. One of Eve's punishments was to have pain in childbirth. That meant she had had kids without pain. And I believe that's where the, sp the space aliens came from, come from, that they are from the garden, mm -hmm. and they're able to move between the physical and the spiritual world themselves and their aircraft and their spacecraft. I think the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull uh, was working off that premise. They lived, the guy said they lived in the space between universes. All right, so where is the spaceship now? Well, I believe it's a whole society. This, the, the aliens with their 
I mean, MUFON. If you go to the MUFON website. Oh, MUFON, yeah. Okay. I think there's a UFO sighting every day somewhere in the world. Uh -huh. And uh, you're, you're talking about an organization that has been cited for racism and discrimination lately. I saw that article on your website. Yeah. So MUFON carries no weight. No okay, way whatsoever. Well, because we I'm had a, we had a guy on from MUFON who was telling us that he was a gunner on a starship that was that was docked on the other side of Pluto. So, okay, okay, <laughs> I don't care about MUFON. What I am saying is that you know whether I'm just saying they report these things. I mean, mm -hmm. there's there are sightings around the world all the time of objects we can't identify, yeah. and uh, I believe it's these these aliens, that they're our relatives. I believe that they're closely related to us, cousins. So you, don't, you don't believe... If they have, if they have the... Mm -hmm. If they have the remains of aliens, like from the crash at Roswell... Oh, no. Don't tell me you actually believe that crap. I didn't say I believed it. So I'm just why saying would you if they have alien remains someplace, that they should do a DNA test, and you'll find that we probably are related. Why do you think, do you, so I would imagine that you believe that there's a government conspiracy suppressing the information and the existence of extraterrestrials. No, I didn't say that. So I don't believe that. You don't believe that the government uh, has, has extraterrestrials or some agency has extraterrestrials? How, why, else would you, why else would you bring up a DNA? I'm just saying, you know, if they have living or dead aliens. Okay. Somewhere, if somebody, okay. if they land in the White House lawn, I don't know. Mm -hmm. If they if they have the ability to get that DNA, yeah, they'll find that we are cousins that we're related by haplotype to a common mother. Now you I, say they like would the, find that you say that with certainty. I do, and it's, I say that with certainty because I think Sasquatch is in the same category. That these oh this creature, the the big hairy guy, uh -huh. that's been reported all around the world uh -huh. forever. Uh -huh. They have done uh, samples of hair hair samples with skin mm -hmm. follicles, and they they came up with the same conclusion that the Sasquatch is closely related to us the same way. I have never they, seen that. And it's I in the think book. I, in, in yeah, what talk book? about the book. With, oh, in, in your book, but I've never seen it by any credible researcher that, that investigates Sasquatch. I've never heard that from Lauren Coleman. I've never heard it from anyone else that there has been definitive findings from hair and skin that connects Sasquatch to humans. I've never heard that. Oh, and I've been doing this now. show for 26 years. Yeah, yeah, I think we're... And that's why there's not going to find a archaeological evidence of them they right, so, move back and forth between the spiritual world the way we go from the living room to the kitchen all right if i'm not going to find it in peer-reviewed uh material if i'm not going to find it in scientific papers if i'm not going to find it in in any publication from a university press why would i believe you why would our listeners believe you um i'm looking at the it's called the Sasquatch Genome Project. No, no, an answer my question. Come on, I, I've, I've gone past well, that. Well, I'm trying to that. answer. I'm trying to answer. Have you heard of the Sasquatch Genome Project? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, they, had, uh, they did double-blind studies of the... Uh, of the uh, sir, my, my, sir, my question to you was, if I have not read any of the information that you're telling us about Bigfoot 
or any other thing that we've talked about tonight in a peer review paper, a scientific paper, but all you've given me for references are the, are the references that you have quoted from the Bible. And the Bible is a philosophical book. You be, it's real to you because you believe it. And I'm not taking anything away from your belief. I think belief is wonderful. But when fact comes to fiction, man, the, the Bible is right up there with the number one bestseller in the New York Times list when it comes to fiction. Okay, look, Rob, uh, I'm on the Sasquatch thing. I mm -hmm. said, look up the Sasquatch Genome Project. One of our researchers yeah. is going to do that right now, sir. Yeah, do that. But and uh, but I'm I'm know, I'm still talking about. I know. Still talking about the book, and and the claims that you're making, that Adam and Eve, basically, extraterrestrials or aliens. The children of aliens were related to aliens. There's this massive ship. What was it? A thousand miles. By a thousand three hundred and eighty. You know, and and this sounds rather hokey to me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm having a hard time putting any credibility behind it. And this is why I asked you if this was a, a, a factual book, if this was a, a book of fiction, if this was uh, a novel. I, I'm having a hard time putting, connecting any dots. Because it's it's scattered, it's it's really scattered. You've got Bigfoot, you've got you know you've got the Garden of Eden, you've got the different the different people throughout the biblical stories. You know, my I don't know how to follow this. Well, my 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 thread through this uh, has been the Book of Genesis. That all of this relates to the Book of Genesis. The you know, and, and it all goes back to that, whether we're talking about okay. Satan or the aliens or yep. uh, everything that followed. But, but, I, I, but I, I can't remember reading anywhere in the Bible where it mentions aliens. No, it doesn't mention aliens, unless you talk about, you know, different angels and how they operate in the spiritual world and affect our world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's inferred because... Ah, okay. Well, it's inferred. I call. I, I tell you, it's theological speculative study, mm -hmm. right out front in the title, and the idea is that uh, if we're related to these people, and if they are advanced, then who are they? Who is it that stepped in the mud four hundred million years ago, wearing sandals? And uh, how did they get there? Are they aliens from another galaxy, another planet, somewhere? And and my point is that they're from here okay and they're from here because the bible doesn't tell us how long adam and eve were in the garden mm -hmm. of course but the bible you're, does you're say that god that, that god created everything in six days and on the seventh day he rested okay. so are, do you believe that everything was created in six days and on the seventh day he rested I talk about that in the bible and god is outside of our timeline Oh. And he could have a creation event, mm -hmm. like the creation of stars, Yeah. and he can move sideways in time to the next event, even though millions of years have passed. Okay? And this is all hypothetical. 
No. I mean, he, he can call it a day. I mean, he's outside of time. He tells us that in several different places. But he's it, but outside if, of but the But if line. he tells us this, and it's not true as it is written in the Bible, does that? how can we take anything else that has been written in the Bible as the truth? I don't understand. I don't understand it, where you just leapt from. It's very simple. The truth is the truth. Facts are facts. If the beginning of the book says that everything was created in six days, and on the seventh day he rested, there's yeah. no inference there about him being able to time shift, time travel, use quantum physics. It's not mentioned. So if we're going to use a lot of supposition to explain the very first chapter of the book, that means the rest of the book is fiction as well. Okay, why? We've got to take our final break. Don't go away. <laughs> Exo Nation, I'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Tell me, are you a believer or are you a skeptic? Send me your emails, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. All right, what I was getting at was that in the beginning of the Bible, and the first four books were written by Moses, we all know this, called the Torah, um, it, it doesn't give the reader the ability to use latitudes. Bible says God created everything 
in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. Why should we say now that, well, you know, God can do this, God can do that, what we call a day, God, you know, may have taken longer to create stars, this and that. As, 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 a, as a reader, when you start reading something and you find discrepancies in it, it taints the entire book. Nine times out of ten, people will put the book down, it goes on the shelf, and they never pick it up again. So how, okay, can, how, can, how can we validate, without being theologists, that, well, when, when, when Moses wrote, you know, six days and on the seventh he rested, well, that's not what he, we mean. How can we validate that? Well, how long is a day when a day doesn't exist? How long is a day when... But the day, even... did, the day did exist because it was the word passed down from God to Moses. Okay, but I'm talking about before that. Well, I'm, I'm talking. Talk, I'm talking. I'm talking about in itself. So then, Here's why a, did God use the exact reference of a day then? Because if we're going to say, well, God didn't say that. Well, wait a minute. I didn't say that. No, no. I said if we are going to say that, that discredits everything. And I don't. There, so and how see, do we I'm not coming it? from that premise at all. You know. I, you seem to be making it up as you go along. Well, you know, this. It, it, I, I don't mean that you're making the Bible up. I didn't mean that. What I mean is that you're adding to what's there to make it fit in the story. Oh, boy, I hope not. Well, that's that, what it sounds would, like. Yeah, no, that's not the case at all. Look, if you, if you do the genealogy mm-hmm. of Jesus back to King David and King David back to Abraham and Abraham back to Adam mm-hmm. from... Genesis and uh, Luke and Matthew, then people have figured out that from now until the time Adam emerged was about 8,500 years, approximately. Okay, and then if you say that uh, they weren't in the garden very long, Mm -hmm. then you would have to assume that the uh, 8,500 years plus six days and a day of rest is when everything happened. But I can, you can look through the Kepler telescope 13.8 billion light years away and see light that's been traveling all that time and all that distance to us. And you say, if God created everything in six days, how is it? I'm not saying that's what it says in the Bible. I'm saying, well, exactly. If you, if, if, God created everything in six days. How is it that we can see things billions of light years away? Are the is that are the two incompatible? Is the, the Bible just a fairy tale then? A so are we saying that the Bible that the Bible is outdated? Oh no, not at all. I would never say that. What I'm saying is that if you can look through the Kepler telescope, 1.38 billion light years away. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile that with the six-day story in Genesis? And that's what I try to do in the book. But what, but what you're doing, in my opinion, is you're making, you're, you're adding to the fact that it, we all know it's impossible that the earth and everything was created in six days. We all know that's a myth. We all know that's a misnomer. We, you know, that's been proven scientifically over and over and over again. But to make things... Or, or to bring possibilities into an equation to make a story fit. 
Wait a minute. You're using the, you're using the Bible. Yes. You're the you know, you're, the, you're, you're the, using you're, the Bible, and you're saying to me, mm-hmm. you're using it like a sword against me, and I'm trying to say, this is how it makes sense. This is how. Uh, it's based on your interpretation, right? Well, of course it is. So, you know, uh, but it, what you're saying is that what the way the Bible is written isn't right. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there's another way of understanding how it worked. Okay, if the Bible is, you know, what do those six days look like? How do, how is what does six days look like to God when He creates everything? Okay, and if He's and if it's if you can tie this in with the scientific principles. Mm-hmm. The creation of stars and galaxies and the universe itself, mm-hmm. and in what you know, God just moves to the next creation event. He can call it a day. He can call it whatever he wants. He described it to us as six creation events. How do you know God's a male? Because there's two different things. One, uh, he tells us that he made men and women in their in his image, male and female. He created them. Yes. And so there's a sense that God is genderless. Okay. But there's also a sense of maleness in the fact that Jesus called him Father. And God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. All right, so here's another question for you. So it's a place in, to start from. In the Bible, it also said, uh, if, my, if, my, if my memory serves me correct, and God said, let us create, let us create in our image, our likeness. Who are the us? Who are the, the we? The word in the Hebrew is Elohim, and it's plural. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those scriptures that uh, theologians say lead us to the Trinity, a, a multi-aspect being mm-hmm. with three minds, three parts and three minds, but there's still one being. There's an alien for you, Rob. <laughs> a hive mind. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm, it leaves a lot to interpretation. And I can understand why now a lot of people are just, you know, saying religion makes no sense anymore. You know, let's, we don't, we're not sheep anymore. We don't need a shepherd. And I think that people are just saying, you know, look, they preach one thing, they do another. Like the churches that amass all this, all this property, all of these, all this land. Look at the Vatican, for God's sake. You know, and some of the major dioceses around the world. You know, religion would carry a lot more weight with a lot more people if all the properties were sold and all the treasures were sold, all the arts were sold, and the money given to the poor, the hungry, the needy. Because I, I think religion today is far from what those who began religion so many years ago, you know. Well, in that aspect, I agree with you, Rob. There's, there's religion and there's relationship, and there's the, the institutional religion was something Jesus fought against when he was here. He was always taking the Pharisees to task about their religion and how they interpreted it and their massive wealth and greed and power. And yet the church is one of the 
You know, the Vatican itself is one of the major and richest corporations in the world. You know, part of the problem with religion, you know, a lot of, a lot of places, a lot of churches are always working to get back to the basics of the message Jesus preached. And it's hard. Well, the Jews it's don't worry about that because is, they don't believe in Christ. Pardon me? I said the Jews don't worry about that because they don't believe in Christ. Well, we're talking about, you were talking about the Catholic Church and, and the Christian religion, I thought. I was, the, taking, uh, I was talking religion in general. Okay. Well. Anyway, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show tonight. And ExoNation, if you'd like to find out more about this. Craig, how would you describe our guest? Wannabe. Okay. There you go. If you'd like to find out more about, um, let me see, Dr. Joel Graves. His website is aliensgodbible.com. Uh, I, I find it very hard. Like, he brought in aliens. He brought in angels. He brought in Adam and Eve. He brought in Jesus. He brought in Bigfoot. He brought in DNA. He brought in this... What was the size of this massive ship? I, you know, it was, it was so ridiculous that I didn't even write it down. It's like, come on, give it a break. I know everybody's got a book in them, and everybody wants to sell their book. But damn it, do your homework, mister. Well, another one bites the dust here on the Exxon, and you'll find his name in the Exxon order of woo-woos. I certainly wouldn't recommend his book. Really, I wouldn't. ExoNation, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the ExoNation from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So what I'm saying to you out there in Radioland, which way would you rather look at the Bible? The way that makes your heart feel good? That makes you want to be a better person? Or do you want to think of a Bible telling you a story where Adam and Eve and all their descendants are extraterrestrials and Bigfoot shares the same DNA with us and blah, 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 blah. I'll be back, Exxon Nation. I know which way you're going to think. Wow. Hey, got some great news coming up in the next couple of days. Something that is going to shock each and every one of you. But no, you've learned to expect the strange, the weird, the bizarre from me to haven't you over the years. Don't go away. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> 